Welcome back to the Morning Chat with Ed Ballinger here on 97.7 FM, 1450 AM, WOB Vincennes, 97.3 FM in Washington. We're broadcasting from the Oakham Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat WAOB Studio. Gary Bryant from NDOT, our guest this segment. First of all, good morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? I am doing fine. How are you doing? Oh, not too bad. Can't complain. Uh, it's Friday. <laughs> you always come in here ready to roll. And... Uh, I try to. I try to bring some of the energy for you. <laughs> and Lord knows I need it. So. Oh, I do too. I like to fake it till you make it, you know. Oh, uh, me. I just want to wake up. <laughs> yep. All That's right. right. The thing is, um, we're going to start off with Elkhorn Road. Yep. Uh, we heard from the, I had the uh, Knox County Commissioners on earlier in the week. Their part is done. Yeah. I mean, their Elkhorn Road to 41 is done. It's beautiful. It looks beautiful. Oh, yeah. they did a great job on yep. that. Spacious. Because that was a that was a trap. Yeah, it that, was a tight road. Oh, it was. But now it is beautiful. Now we hand it off to Indot. Go, <laughs> baby. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that nice new road, and nobody's going to be using it for a little bit. Uh, so we have begun our project of a reduced conflict intersection out there. Uh, as folks have probably heard me say, it's only a half reduced conflict intersection. It's really addressing that. Oh, I guess it would be the east side. Uh, you know, the uh, industrial park side of things, um, the traffic coming from there. So, yeah, it, it will have a median U-turn there just north of the intersection. If folks have driven through there, you know, we're, we're reducing traffic to one lane on the inside, mm -hmm. so the passing lane right now. And it, as you drive through there, you can see we're already really getting to work. Um, we've brought down cut out a lot of the uh, roadway there to start building the area for the or for the uh, turning lanes um, so yeah we're full steam out there um, really pay attention when you're going out there because the the traffic patterns will change uh, it's not a l largely long project um, you know I, I believe we're just a few months here uh, and it should be coming along pretty good um, yeah into September, so not even a couple months, just a month or so. So really uh, be prepared when you head out there to the Elkhorn Road area uh, because we will have some uh, traffic pattern changes. Yeah, the thing is now, it's important to notice, no, not notice, but to know <laughs> that um, it is different. Okay, yeah. you are in, it is, this is just outside your window, basically, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, during the whole process, folks are have been concerned about how this will change uh, the intersection where we're at. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, we're going to have a, a good eye on how things are going out there. I can tell you right now, uh, if you do have to go in or out of the industrial park out there and you use that intersection, take your time. Uh, the semi-trucks that do have to get out of there do now have to manage that uh, that um, lanes of traffic being closed. So it takes a little bit more time. Uh, so use your patience. Maybe seek an alternate route uh, if you can. But, yeah, we're, we uh, were able to see it just right out our front door. So we're excited about it. Uh, you know, these reduced conflict intersections really do a lot. They help a lot. We've got one up in Sullivan County that's almost complete right now. So, Where's that located at? So that one's right at US 41 and State Road 58 there at Carlisle. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, and that, that's an intersection if anybody's really familiar with. It, it's had its fair share of crashes in the years. 
Um, last time I passed through there, you know, it's come along good. We've got the people are able to use the, the RCI at this point. Um, and we're just making sure we have enough room. The grass is growing up where it needs to be, all that, those finishing touches. So that'll be uh, finishing up before long as well. Now, you say this is a half? Yes. What would be a, what would be a full? So the full is kind of like you have the um, median U-turn on one side and median U-turn on the other. So this one's just going to have it on the north side. Uh, the Elkhorn Road on the other side. We don't have a whole lot of traffic. If you're coming from that side, you're probably going to have to go all the way down to the intersection where basically where we're at mm -hmm. uh, to get to where you need. Uh, really, the, the idea was there wasn't a whole lot of traffic, and we really want to focus on that high industrial traffic that's coming out of the industrial park. Okay. All right. Well, all right. Just... No, it's there. How long will this take? How long yeah, you... yeah, till the end of September. You know. Did you say that already? Yeah, oh. maybe you. Okay, it's okay. Uh, it's okay. Okay. We're... All right. This is so much for me to. We're freaking until we make it this morning. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah. No. Uh, the end of September, uh, depending on weather, and as the weather's been, you know. Hot. <laughs> hot. Well, it's gonna be hot, and it's been a little weird. So you know, it might get into October a little bit, but most likely in the. Is this a new trend? I mean, these reduced conflict intersections. Is this, you know, a couple of years ago, we had the uh, roundabouts mm -hmm. popping up everywhere. Yeah. Especially if you go to central Indiana. Yeah. I mean, you can't go 10 feet without a roundabout yeah. there, especially in the Carmel area. Yeah, I mean, don't talk to me about oh, Carmel. That's not us. Okay. I know. <laughs> That's I not know, us. I know. It. Boy, <laughs> I've been up there several times. Yeah. So now we've got the, these new mm -hmm. J-turns. Is that what they're called, J-turns? I don't. I call them reduced conflict intersections. I, Some I, folks I, use the J word. I do not. All right. Well, anyway, <laughs> is this something that really, not just in the state of Indiana, nationwide, we're seeing a lot of? You know, I, I think so. Um, we're starting to see more of them because, like I tell people, it's a new tool for our tool belt, if you will. Um, you know, the roundabouts, also a tool. We, we've got one south of Jasper that we're looking at. Um, so, you know, when we look at intersections that have issues, have a lot of crashes, um, any type of issues, we start analyzing all the data, time of day, you know, traffic flow, all that stuff. And then we say, okay, what could be best used here? And now that we have these new tools in our tool belt, mm -hmm. we can say, oh, hey, a reduced conflict intersection actually might help here because you know it reduces the amount of conflict points that's why we call it an rci uh reduces the number of conflict points it reduces that 90 degree angle mm -hmm. uh, that people may those 90 degree angle crashes that's really a lot of um when we look at crash data you know the rear ending and the 90 degree crashes those are our big you know the crashes that really usually right are serious we don't like, see a lot of head-ons i mean yeah not yeah. a four lane but i mean yeah, yeah but you know those types are the ones at intersections that we run into so you know reduce conflict intersection it's one of those new tools uh that we can do now we talk about those two tools and if anybody's been down by deaconess hospital uh, we've got a lot of construction going on there and that will be the second displaced left turn in the state of indiana so we've got another tool Okay, well. what does that mean? <laughs> Help me out. What's this place left turn? It's like you're taking it away. Is that it? Uh, so basically, uh, we're moving the left turn away from the signal. 
Uh, so there's a signalized left, you know, probably a few hundred feet from the actual intersection. So we also call it a, um, uh, oh, now I'm just drawing a blank all of a sudden, but basically the idea is it keeps uh, traffic flow going constantly. There's never really any stop traffic. Uh, traffic flow keeps going. And that displaced left basically makes it so that traffic can move over to the other side of oncoming traffic. So whenever they actually make their left turn, they're not crossing uh, oncoming traffic. It, it's a little hard to explain. Uh, engineers are, are some pretty smart people. And, you know, uh, when you look at the pictures or videos, it can be a little intimidating at first. But I've driven through the one that we have up in Indianapolis, mm -hmm. and it's it, you barely even notice it as you drive through. It, it's a really interesting thing. Uh, and it, apparently it is uh, doing very well up there. So we're excited about that. Okay. Wow. I mean, <laughs> you, you sound it. It sounds like, you know, we got things going. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We've got a lot going on in the district right now, especially up here in Vincennes. Uh, I'm sure folks have been seeing the orange barrels. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's been a busy time up here. You mentioned, I guess... Evansville is a place that always has construction. Mm -hmm. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, we think we have a bad on forty one. Go down there to the Pocket <laughs> City. I mean, you can't you can't go down a street without a construction of some type. Yeah, and I, I do talk to our folks down in Evansville quite a lot. You know, right now on our side of things, a lot of our stuff down in Evansville is just restrictions and whatnot. But, you know, in the next year or so, we're going to have that big Lloyd for You project going on, and that's going to be a big one. So, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, if, you, if you got stuff in Evansville you want to do, I, I strongly suggest going to 511IN.org. That's traffic-wise to plan your trip before you go down there. Make sure you know what your traffic uh, is going to be looking like down there before you head south. All right, let's take a break. We'll have more after this on WAOV. Welcome back to the morning chat on WAOV. Gary Bryant from NDOT, our guest this segment, talking about uh, construction projects. You know, we're getting toward the end of the uh, month and close to the end of, sep uh, end of the uh, summer months. Sounds like you guys have done a lot this summer. Yeah, yeah, we really have. You know, um, in fact, it, I, I know it's the getting to the end of the summer, but I feel like we're even just keeping projects going. Um, you know, we, we have right now out on uh, US 50 and 41, big project out there at the trial level. I'm sure if anyone's driven through Knox County, they know uh, <laughs> that we've got a lot of work going on down there. That's a paving project. We're uh, fixing up the roads there at the tri-level, all, all of the lanes. So, yeah, just ask people to be... Um, be patient as they drive through there. Make sure you're paying attention to the signage and everything going on. Um, also wanted to give people a heads up on Monday. Uh, we're going to be closing the, um, oh, I guess it'd be the US 50 westbound ramp to US 41 northbound. Mm -hmm. So basically the ramp, if you're heading from Washington and you're, you're going through uh, and to your right, we'll be closing that ramp uh, for about 24 hours. Uh, assuming the weather holds off and everything's good. We'll be doing that starting at noon on Monday. That project, you know, we, we took a look at it and we just could not safely for motorists and for our workers uh, complete that area of the project without, you know, putting people in danger. And we don't want that. So we're, we're closing it for about 24 hours. 
Uh, I think what we're telling folks is if you, you got to go up to Terre Haute or through Vincennes, what have mm -hmm. you, go to Illinois, um, just to head down to the Hart Street exit and just kind of do go through it, come mm -hmm. back up. So that's got on our uh, our radar right now. We also will have some closures on those exits coming up at the end of the month into the beginning of September. Uh, those won't be during the day, though. Uh, we'll be working on those overnight. Um, I'll have more information uh, coming out next week. We're trying to keep uh, things from being too confusing uh, for folks. That's kind of my job. I try to. Uh, <laughs> and I'm good practice. I'm yeah, good practice. <laughs> yeah, I try to, right? Uh, so we'll be having more information on that coming out next week. Uh, so basically, if you drive through that area overnight, that'll be stuff you want to uh, uh, keep a heads up on. So keep an eye out on our social media pages on Facebook and Twitter. We'll have some more information there. Okay. All right. Uh, have you had to mow much this summer? You know, we, it, it seems like it's not been as bad as last year. I haven't talked to our customer service folks, but it doesn't seem like the grass is as high. So we haven't had too many problems. Um, I, I will say one of the coolest things we've had, and if you go on our social media page, uh, I put up a little video there. We actually had a, a remote controlled lawnmower, uh, in the district about a week ago or so. Uh, and that's really been helping us hit those, um, those spot areas. You know, when you're going through an intersection, you know, you drive through and you say, ah, the grass is getting high here. I can't quite, you know, the looking distance and whatnot. It's kind of what we're using it for. So. Uh, it, it's kind of nice. It helps keep our guys off the, the tractors uh, in some of those steeper hilled areas. It also kind of gives them a good eye view of what needs to be taken care of. But it also is really quick to set up. Um, mm -hmm. uh, they brought it by and showed me, and it's like a remote control car, right? Mm -hmm. Like you just use the thing. Uh, I think it's kind of a drone, I guess. Uh, but yeah, you fire it up and you go up, it's got a really low center of gravity and we can get those problem areas taken care of pretty quickly. So yeah, mowing hasn't been as big of a deal this year. I, I hope knock on wood, right? Oh so. yeah, really? Um, so are you wrapping up any projects? I mean, you got so many, you got so <laughs> yeah, many. Yeah, that's a good question. You know, we, so the, the one that we did wrap up was there on state road, I believe it's 159. Uh, right there south of North Knox High School. Mm -hmm. um, we had to do some bridge work there along the road. We had done the project last year and needed to do, saw some issues uh, in the inspection after it was completed. So we worked with the school as well as we could to try to work around that so it was low impact. And we were able to open that bridge up just like the, the weekend before school started. So we were really happy about that, I'm sure. Everybody at the schools are happy about that because, you know, that's the thoroughfare from Bicknell to, to school. So, yeah, that project's wrapped up. You know, we honestly, we've got a lot, lot going. Uh, a lot of projects that are still uh, going good. And, uh, yeah, yeah, we're not slowing down quite yet. You know, <laughs> talk to me in October. We'll be starting to talk about winter and all that. But we're, mm -hmm. we'll, we're still going good. Yeah. <laughs> A little too soon to be talking winter. Yeah. Well, you know, but here's the thing. Yeah. We, we already are. I we, know it. I knew it. And I knew it. I knew it when I said that. <laughs> I go, he's going to come back and say, we are. And you should be. Yeah. Yeah. We're already, you know, we're, I know we've been loading up our salt barns. 
uh, getting ready for that end of things. We're already starting to look for seasonal work. So if anybody's listening and they're wanting to drive one of those big yellow trucks, you know, uh, go to our, yeah, go to our page. Cool. I like it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm trying not to do it because I figure they'll have me on the road all the time. Uh, They wouldn't want me to drive it. (laughs) Yeah. I don't Uh think they want me to drive it either. Uh, but yeah, we're already starting to look for seasonal work for the, the, the plow drivers. We're already starting to get our plans together. So yeah, I know we're looking at next week being one of the hottest weeks of the year and it's, you know, pushing hundreds and we're already talking about snow here at NDOT. It's uh, no, never too soon. Never too soon. Never too soon. We're already always planning. You know, we always plan our projects out years in advance. So yeah, we definitely always plan for winter. We so, some of the DOTs call it like a, a snow fighting is what some of them use. I don't think we use that phrase uh, too much around here, but that's kind of what it is. We're, we're kind of here just waiting for the snow to come down and get those uh, roads clear. Okay. Um, jobs. Are there jobs available? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've, we've got jobs available. Um, you know, uh, I'm thinking we've got positions open for on our maintenance side of things. So if you're wanting to drive those yellow trucks, the, the plows, um, if you want to do maintenance, uh, that includes like grass mowing, you know, um, doing patching along roadways, all that kind of thing. On the construction side of things, we're also looking for folks there. Uh, those are a little bit more for if you got a, an engineer's degree. I know we've got, we're trying to get some folks on that side of things. We've been having a hard time getting engineers. Uh, so that's one thing. If you're listening and you're an engineer grad, please reach out. We'll, we'll take you. <laughs> but construction side of things, we're also hiring for. So if you're wanting to work on one of those projects along the road that you see, that's a little bit more of our plan side of things. Well, so, I don't have an engineering degree. Yeah, I don't either. Those <laughs> those folks are a lot smarter oh, than I am. I, I just try to translate what they say to something that makes sense to everybody. Yeah, yeah. As you look at overall, though, uh, southwestern Indiana, mm-hmm. uh, you do, like I said, you have a lot of projects. And these are good. I want to say they're major, major yet. There's some in Evansville that are going to be. Yeah, okay. in about a year or okay. two. <laughs> they're, they're going to be major. I mean, we know what a major project is. But these are projects, and a lot of times that US-41 has gotten a lot of the care mm-hmm. because it has traveled so much. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, anything along 41 is going to continue to be worked on besides what we're seeing yeah. just outside your office? You know, um, I think at the moment there's not a whole lot. Like I said, we're getting ready to wrap up um, our our uh, RCI up there in Sullivan. So, you know, we've had lanes kind of restricted up there. That, that'll be going away before too long. Yeah, you know, not a whole lot along 41 at the moment. Um, you know, that, that type of projects, I think we've hit a lot of them. So when we talk about wrapping up, that's kind of some of the projects we've been wrapping up is along US 41. So, yeah, uh, and I will say on US 50, we, we do have a uh, restriction there. Uh, just about to the not to the Davies County line too. We're doing some bridge work on that side, so that one just popped up. Just yeah. thought of so. Yeah, they just kind of pop up. So again, I always tell people if you're making a trip, if you haven't gone that way in a while, just use five one one in dot org. Traffic wise, uh, you plan your trip. You can see where we're having any of our projects pop up. Uh, that way, you can kind of plan for it, be ready for it, and have a safe trip. 
there's been a couple of accidents on 41 there at the light at Princeton. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, yes, that's just not slowing down or not paying attention. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, you got warning ahead of time, but mm-hmm. we've had a couple of accidents there. Yeah. So just had one yesterday, I believe. Mm-hmm. So that one, um, yeah. Is that your, is that your area? Oh yeah. Oh okay. yeah. All right. So I have some information on that one actually. Uh-huh. Uh, so, you know, that one's a little, it, it's a rough situation because you do have traffic coming in and out of there, but you also have that the hill that goes hill. down, mm-hmm. and you know, you know, for folks who are tr- clipping along there pretty good, maybe not doing quite the speed limit, it might take you uh, a little reaction to get slowed down there. So we're actually looking at a project to improve there. Um, just as I talked about RCIs earlier, we're looking at a potential for that as well. Um, for folks who live in that area or commute that area. Again, keep an eye on our social media page because we uh, are planning uh, a public hearing on that or, uh, yeah, public meeting on kind of our plans for there, uh, what we're looking at. Uh, Again, I believe that is looking to be an RCI unless something crazy goes on. Uh, it, it looks like that would be the best way to fix that intersection. Of yeah. course, we have had a lot of crashes there. So yeah. that's that's something we've been looking at, and we're hoping that this is going to be a good solution for it us. It seems like you come down that hill, and, you know, yeah. it's too late to put those brakes on, you hit. and Yeah, and yeah. if you're, you know, distracted driving and everything, that's one of those areas where that can really cause a big problem so yeah we've been looking at that and hopefully this will be a solution okay look forward to that conversation oh next absolutely month. all right yeah next month yes all right appreciate you coming in today have a great weekend and we'll see you in september yep we'll see you then all right stay tuned midday edition coming your way next on waov welcome back to the morning chat with ed ballinger on 97.7 fm 1450 am waov vincennes 97.3 fm WAOV in Washington. We're broadcasting from the Oakham Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat WAOV studio. Christy Dietz from the VU Foundation, our guest this segment. Good morning. Good morning, Ed. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I mean, the sun is shining. It's Friday and lots of exciting things going on. Kids are on campus. They are. We're wrapping up the first week of classes. And I just love this time of year because the excitement, the energy is back. And we get to meet with the families and the students. And we have so many activities to get the students acclimated to college. And the returning students started off on the right foot. So it's a great time. You know, it's funny, Christy, because you could, I could go on the campus and say, Returning freshmen, returning freshmen, because <laughs> the freshmen got something they're looking at or their phone. Like, okay, where you know, yes, okay, yeah. where am I going next and stuff? They're, they're, you use the word acclimated. That's mm-hmm. what they're doing. For some of them, it's their first time away from home. It is. And, and, you know, they could start moving in last Thursday. And we had orientation program for our new students. That's a combination of great information, helpful hints and tips, and then also just some plain old fun to get to know other students on campus. Well, the other thing is, you know, Dr. Johnson's out there meeting Mm -hmm. them. I mean, the the big guy's out there and you're you're seeing him. And the other thing is, more than anything, I, I, I think that we have learned so much from COVID and the shutdown. Mm-hmm. We welcome things like this. Everybody welcomes, you know, the students, the staff, faculty. You know, it's like we are back. And- it is. We are back in full swing. And, 
you know, that's one thing that I love about Vincent's University. Of course, I'm a proud alumna mm -hmm. of the I. school, of the broadcasting department. Mm -hmm. Tell Imagine I. that. <laughs> exactly. We have a lot in common. But we, um, you know, we're able to offer that full college experience. We have residence halls. We have student activities, clubs and organiz organizations. We have everything that a larger institution can offer but it's all still on that very personal level. You might be in a classroom with 25, 30 students who mm -hmm. all have a similar interest mm -hmm. with you. Uh, we have the international student population, which adds so much mm -hmm. to our campus experience, and, um, and that's growing each year. And so to be able to have, it's almost like the public large institution experience more on a private scale. And it's a nurturing environment. That's something we're very proud of. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, and again, it, it's first week. You know, this yes. is where you add classes, you drop classes, you look around, you get used to it. Uh, you, you know, first time in a dorm, maybe first time in one of the new houses. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it, there's there's a lot of firsts. But I think the one thing is, though, it's, you're right, it's a constant that you, it's a, it's a nice school. It's got the small small school feel, mm -hmm. class size, but you look at what's offered and then what's on the horizon, you're gonna be building a new building again. Right, uh, I'm mean, very excited about that. We received approval for a new health sciences and we all understand the need for healthcare professionals and to be able to have a new facility um, in a you know, couple years that will be right next to the Science Center, which works well because those students do have to take such a large concentration of biology, anatomy, chemistry. It will be like a hub right there right. in the center of campus. And then it's also going to, though, include um, a learning center within it that will actually serve both faculty and staff and students with different learning techniques and so for that to be in the middle of campus as well is an incredible opportunity for us and and so we're very fortunate to have that support what happened to harrison hall <laughs> when big wins yes <laughs> yeah i know it i know it but it has grown i mean it's just the university's grown uh you're right you're adding i call them necessary parts Yes. Without a doubt. Healthcare is huge. You know, healthcare got, if anybody got really hit by COVID, more than is healthcare. And they're still trying to recover from that. Mm -hmm. And now getting, getting them back, getting students interested in going into that field and having a new building that's going to start. I, I don't know when they're going to start next, next year's construction, I guess it is. Mm -hmm. But that's exciting. That's growing. It is exciting. And, you know, to go right along with that, you know, we want to be able to offer the latest technology, what the students are going to experience once they graduate and begin their careers. And it's also, though, that we also support the students in many different ways, which, of course, is the role of the VU Foundation. Okay, and that was my next step is... Have you had a chance to meet any of the students that you've helped bring? Oh, absolutely. You, okay. Absolutely. No, okay. Let me ask you this. Okay. If I am part of the foundation and, and Christy Dietz, you're one of the <laughs> students I help, I want to meet you. And I want to, not that I want you to say thank you to me. I just want to meet who you are because, you know, I'm invested. Putting a face with the voice on the phone. Yes, very much so. And, and really all throughout the summer when we were doing our new student registration families, I would meet with them. Um, we also present the preview days. And that's a great opportunity for us to meet our future students and give them the information they need about applying for scholarships and 
and really just how the whole process works. We make it as easy as possible. When they apply for admissions to VEU, they're also applying for their scholarships. So one step mm -hmm. and uh, off we go. There you go. I like it. I like it. Uh, and I'm not going to ask you about numbers or anything because I mean, <laughs> what? I mean, if, it, if the number was one, uh, that's a student who's getting an education. Right. I mean, that's the way I look at it. I, I will share this number with you, though. What's um, that? Last year, in the school year of 22-23, the VU Foundation awarded over $890,000 in scholarships. And, of course, we are still, we award year-round because mm -hmm. we have um, students whose needs change throughout the year and we want to be there to support them and so it is a year-round process um, so I can't wait to report the numbers next year to you of how many students we are able to help and uh, that information for the current year now that's just that's just money that's not that's those aren't loans those are just no no those are scholarships correct. wow wow correct. Now is, that, is that system-wide Yes, we have scholarships um, that we handle that are for the Aviation Technology Center in Indianapolis on the airport grounds with our American Sign Language Deaf Studies programs at Jasper. I mean, multiple locations. All right. That's a lot of money. It is, but we still have students that we're not able to help. And so every year that's what we're working on. We're working on uh, working with donors who believe in the VU mission and want to support it, want to support our students and make sure that they're successful because really that's an investment in the future for all of us. Sure, sure it is. Uh, it's, um, it's hard to put a label on a typical VU student because they come from so many different you know, backgrounds, you know, where mm -hmm. they're from. Maybe they're from the region. Maybe they're from the s southern Indiana. Maybe they're from over in Illinois. I mean, I don't know. It, it's really hard mm -hmm. to put a, a true what is a VU student, isn't it? It is. It is. And so, you know, that's part of the challenge is we have so many programs. And unfortunately, we do still have some programs that do not yet have scholarship opportunities, which, of course, equals an opportunity for someone out there who maybe is from that industry or studied that or, mm -hmm. or um, they recognize themselves in our mm -hmm. students today and they want to help them. And so um, to have scholarships that are very broad in nature so we can help as many students as possible, um, regardless of what they're studying, where they're, which county they're from, um, what their challenges in life are. We, we want to remove the concern about how am I going to pay for this college education that's going to give me the future I want. Mm -hmm. And so if we can remove that barrier, they get to concentrate on studying and being a student. How much does the uh, uh, idea that you can earn college credit in high school play a part as they come to VU, where some of these kids were going to come in mm -hmm. first year is actually second year students. Yes, yes, and it's a great advantage for the student and the families, and that's and you know it's also opens up an opportunity for students that maybe they did not consider uh, going to college originally, but they were introduced to it through the high school dual enrollment or early college program, and to get that head start, and they're already somewhat used to what is a college class like, and I do think that helps with transition, whether they only took one dual credit class in high school or if they took 40 credit hours. Right. See, that's this is what really gets me, and I think it's not fair to VU at all. When we talk about enrollment numbers, mm -hmm. okay, these are the ones that are on campus. We forget about the ones who in high school have invested 
and VU mm-hmm. with these classes and now have enough credit to go on somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, but they're not here. But you know what? They've still invested. They were it's still not, a trailblazer. I know, I know it. And that's what I mean. I, I, I don't think it's fair to do enrollment numbers because, you know, it's, it, they're out there. It's just, it's just a different path. It is. It is. And actually, when we look at what's called a system-wide enrollment, that includes our dual enrollment in our oh, college okay. students. Right. It All includes right. our military programs. It includes our, dis- our 27 degrees that are available completely online through distance education. And so it includes everyone that we serve, both full-time and but, part-time. But, that's, but that, I mean, even, yeah. though, even though they went to VU... VU doesn't get credit for that, but it does system-wide, right? We do, yes, yes, right, okay. right. And so if, you just, if you're just if you only looking at the enrollment on the Vincennes campus, it's part of the picture. Okay, all right. It's a piece of the puzzle. But, you know, people are surprised when we tell them system-wide we're helping uh, 16,000 students right. a year. So it's you, much bigger than you think sometimes. Well, I mean, I mean, you can get them in the classroom. you got teachers who are qualified to teach them in high school. And you got some, I don't know, like at Reveille or something, where these kids get off and they come to campus to mm-hmm. take classes. So I just want to make sure you're getting all your credit that you deserve. I appreciate because, that. Because I, think, I started to think about that with all the dual credits and stuff mm-hmm. that, you know, now maybe they're not in a dorm, but they've participated and they have you know, a VU connection. They have a VU education. And also don't forget about our workforce development and community services efforts throughout the state of Indiana. We're working with industry partners to offer the training modules and the upgrading of skill sets um, that's outside of the academic area. It's true workforce development, and that is a huge part of what we do to help make the state of Indiana stronger. You know, and I, I don't know that I would think as an admissions counselor where you have to go to schools and, and, and talk about the VU story. I call it the VU story, about VU's about. Uh, in this day and age of technology, you know, I don't know if that sells them more or what they go online and see. You know, I, I think getting them on campus sells them. That's number one. That will always be that way. You know, it, I, I, tell, I, can't, I tell everybody this. If it's me, I load them up at the Fred Skelton Museum. We start <laughs> right there. We come out swinging mm-hmm. there. Then we take them on to the PE complex, take them on all that new stuff. I mean, just, yeah. I mean, but to get them there, it's always, it seems like it's through the social media more than it would be a counselor. Is that right? Would you think? or You know, it really just depends. I mean, just like how you you may prefer email over a phone call or something. Mm-hmm. It's, it's how does that student connect with people? Mm-hmm. And so if they have a very close relationship with a high school counselor, mm-hmm. absolutely. That's going to be a driving force along with their family. Um, if, if they prefer to do research on their own, then yes, definitely the website, social media. And don't forget the role that our alumni play in that, if they know alumni in their community from VU and, and their friends. You know, so-and-so graduated last year and they're at VU and this is what they're experiencing. Mm-hmm. I want to go check it out. So there really are just so many factors that play into that decision-making process. Right. But visiting campus, I'm going to put in a plug for Sarah McLennan, our admissions um, department. 
We offer tours on an individual basis. You schedule it, you have the opportunity to ask if you want to speak with faculty members on your tour, lots of options during the day. And then we have our preview days. And that's uh, when you come as a group, uh, you'll, you'll take tours, you'll have information sessions. I usually talk about scholarships along with our financial aid department. And it's a great opportunity to find out what you need to be thinking about to find the right college and how to prepare for college. You know, the other thing I find is interesting is whenever I talk to, like, um, Dr. Johnson, and the month is always September. Because mm -hmm. September is like, all right, is your mind on this year, or are you already thinking next year? And that's a state initiative, College Go Week, which happens in September. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, is, all right, you got these students now, because the first thing you want to do is you want to keep them. Mm -hmm. Okay, retention's everything. You know, but number two is, there, there are high school seniors out there and juniors now thinking about it that we got to continue to kind of prime the pump a little bit. Well, just to prepare them. I mean, give them what they need to make their decision. And, of course, our scholarships are a big part of that discussion. That's a part of the decision-making process sure. as well. And to keep in mind that um, really look at tuition because, um, you know, we – we are the most affordable residential college in the state of Indiana. And so when another institution may offer $20,000 in scholarships, how much is that compared to what you're going to be paying? So I like to say that our scholarship do uh, dollars go much further at Vincennes University because it is a mission of the institution to keep an affordable tuition rate. You come down here and you're interested in VU and their financial situations. Mm -hmm. You'll do everything you can to make it possible. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's bottom line is mm -hmm. you want, if this student wants to come to VU, you want them. Yes. I mean, that's, yes. I mean, however it takes, whatever it takes, you know what? I'm not going to say they'll get an education free, but there are ways. And oh, that's yes. where, and that's where probably the foundation comes in. It is. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, can you help this student? You know, right. this student, you know, he's got a 4.0. We'd mm -hmm. love to have him in robotics. But right now, they just can't afford transportation or whatever. I mean, mm -hmm. can we make something happen? You know Exactly. And that's, that's where um, I was talking about being able to offer even more scholarship opportunities. And ones, um, we use the term unrestricted funds. And we will receive um, donations into an unrestricted fund that gives us the flexibility to help students in what, at wherever the gap is. Mm -hmm. um, then we have these wonderful scholarship programs that are for, for very specific needs. Mm -hmm. And those work uh, wonderfully. And so having that combination really allows us to help as many students as possible. Well, we see the, especially the local Rotary, they give scholarships out, which is mm -hmm. great. But this year they started doing one for the the ones who don't want to go to college like a four four year, but want to do an industrial or something, mm -hmm. a certificate. That can only help you guys out too, something like that. Oh, of course, of course, and that's one thing that I always encourage students when we talk to them is is don't only only look to the VU Foundation, but check your community resources, um, even some of their parents' employers may offer scholarship opportunities for, for the students and dependents of employees. Leave no stone unturned, and actually on our financial aid webpage, we recommend a reputable source for third-party scholarships, because here's the one thing, if anyone asks you to pay to help with your FAFSA or pay to help find a scholarship, do not do it. 
If you learn anything from Christy today, <laughs> that is it. She waited to the 17th minute of this interview and came out with the haymaker right there. Yeah. I, I like it. That's that's true. That's yeah. so true. But what I'm saying, though, is, you know, college isn't for everybody. Not, not everybody wants to spend two years or four years, but there are those who want to trade. Mm-hmm. Or we've got it. I mean, I mean, that's the thing is there are opportunities out there. Exactly. I mean, we have the workforce development. Mm-hmm. We have the certificate programs. Mm-hmm. We have the associate degrees. We have the baccalaureate degrees. Right. And we design those programs so one can lead into another. So you're not starting over if you decide, oh, I've earned my certificate and now I want to get an associate's degree. Yeah. That certificate is part of that associate degree. That associate degree is part of the beginning of the baccalaureate degree. You're not doing a restart. It just flows seamlessly. And I didn't that, know that's that. our goal. I did not know that. Oh, wow. Okay. And the one thing is never discriminate. No age. I mean, you could be any age getting never education. Never stop learning. Oh, man. Never I, stop learning. I stopped years ago, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> But look at me. I'm doing so well. <laughs> just... But, you know, we, um, we also, we are using a couple of new things. I do want to mention in our time here sure. is we have entered the world of podcasting. Uh-oh. Okay, go. I know. Go for it. Um, it is called an I'm going to apologize to Mrs. Query right now, who was the French teacher at Lincoln, because I took Spanish. <laughs> but uh, we have titled it Entrevue, uh-huh. which is a French term meaning a meeting or interview. It's a nod to the French heritage of our community. And then also the letter VU is right there in the middle. Got it, got it. So we have two episodes out right now. We're just getting started. The first one is called Getting to Know You. And it's really introducing who you're going to meet if you walk into the Foundation Alumni Association and what our roles are Uh so you know who you need to talk to. And the second one is about your passion, our purpose. And that is our theme at the foundation. We want to meet with people and learn about what fuels them, what impact do they want to have, what is their passion, Mm -hmm. and what they want to support. And then our purpose is to turn that into action to benefit the students of Vincennes University. And so we talk in depth about that in the second episode. Um, Easiest way to find it is to go to our Facebook page, click on the link, but we are on Spotify and Buzzsprout. Okay, wow. Welcome to the new century, huh? <laughs> I know. Well, we just we'll just keep talking. <laughs> okay. If anybody has any questions, especially about the foundation, yes, who do they contact? Well, please just give us a call at 812-888-4510, or you can email vufoundation at vinu.edu. Stop by the Louis O'Dayson Center on 3rd Street right there behind Becca Student Union. We would be thrilled to sit down and talk with you. Um, Follow our social media, please. We have some great events coming up, community series. We reintroduced our travel program. Aaron Selby, our director of alumni engagement, is in charge of those two activities we're going to have alumni events coming up homecomings november 18th so just just so much going on and we want to see you there and we want to hear from you always a pleasure christy look to talk look forward to talking to you sooner thanks ed now i have to go to our annual alumni survey and golf outing it's a great friday all right you have fun all right thanks all right stay tuned more of the morning chat coming up on waov